Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, but your chair hasn't gone down. I can't. I don't. I can't find the pedal. For the, oh, here we go. God oh, there. I went down. I went down. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> That's all you need in your life. You need either a camel that you go woo when you get on mm-hmm. or one of those an office chair where you go woo when I you know, go down. It's quite a ride for us. That's quite thrilling. Hello. Hey, we've got email. <laughs> we've got email to. Did you know we had an email address? <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't know, but I'm not surprised. Everything's got an email address, hasn't it, really? What's ours, then? Let's remind our listener. I said listener. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we've got more than one. Mm. Right, so our uh, podcast address is... Older... Job. Oh, sorry, you're asking me. Sorry. Yes. Olderwiderpod at gmail.com. That's mm. quite snazzy, isn't it? Anyway, we got a... We got a couple of emails. We got three in total. Uh, hello, Jenny and Judith. Thank you so much for your pa- fab podcast. I've listened to them all over the past few days on holiday. You're so funny. She's uncontrollably laughing on the sunbed. Oh, they must hate her at that resort. They're a <laughs> mad old bat. <laughs> Don't care, she's put at the end. Exclamation yeah. mark. Anyway, your most recent podcast narrated the terrible wo- woes of lawn mowing. Yes, that was me, wasn't it? Yeah, you well, haven't I haven't got a lawn. No. Have you thought of a robot <gasps> mower? I have thought of one, and I've never used one. Well, sure, this woman, right, she's just retired, 30 years as a doctor. Yes. Enough, she goes in brackets. Just mm. had enough. And uh, she started to say, oh, this is... You see, I thought it was a lovely email saying how wonderful we are. She's touting for business. She started to sell robot lawnmowers from my home with my well, husband. Bit of a career change, but more holes planned. Well, it's very enterprising of her, isn't well, it? She's been very bright at sending us this email. Then she goes on. With a robot mower, you just let it get on with its job. No yeah. composting, no worries. <laughs> Sadly, no orgasms. <laughs> well, I think if it's getting on with the job, effectively, that could be an orgasm. I, I beg to differ. Well, but it'll give you some free time for masturbating exactly. in, on his sun lounger. <laughs> but hey-ho, with all that spare time, that's what she says. Have a little look at our website, mm, www.therobotmower.co.uk. I wonder if she's suggesting that I might borrow one, try one out. Well, that's... I, I could think do, couldn't you I? You might have to get in touch I with www.therobotmower.co.uk. We've got another one, though. Hey, Judith, do you want to um, read yes, this Yes, dear Jenny and Judith, I absolutely love your podcast. What's How nice. Talking? It makes me laugh and smile and feel like I'm in the co- I'm in the company of silly friends. Silly friends, who's ever who brighten up my day? Well done, the two of you. Well done, well you. Well done, you. Now, Jenny, I can help you with your exercise colouring in spreadsheet. Oh, oh, I teach dance and fitness to the over fifties, and I think my classes would be just the thing you need in your weekly schedule. I've got, I've got another freebie. Yeah, looking that way, isn't it? A bit yeah. of dance, a bit of pilates. And a bit of yoga combined to help you stay strong and supple. I trained when I was 56 and have been teaching for, for seven years. 
Oh. I'd have to tra- travel to Shaftesbury, North Dorset, oh. but it's worth, the, uh, worth it to exercise with like-minded women, she says, who have fun as their top priority. Oh, do you Come want to be with people who f- have fun as their top priority? Are you sure you want that? I like fun not as a top priority, as a sort of third or fourth mm, priority. Just... And she says you are both brilliant. Oh. Well, we are, aren't we? Oh, that's very nice indeed. So, um, very I, good. It's very kind, Anne, but I'm getting on with my own exercise uh, regime. Um, I went, I've joined this rather smart gym. Yes. We've talked about this and yes, I'm going to have to remind you. <laughs> it's the e-gym thing where yes. there are 18 machines and they're German designed. And anyway, I, I've done it once and then I did it another time. And then a man actually took me around and actually sort of found out what my strengths were. And I'm not sure I told you this, but uh, at the end of it all, after about half an hour of taking me around these machines, he yeah. got my sort of bio something weight and age from oh, it. Oh, God, scary. Well, from the waist up, I am a 53-year-old woman. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, I've knocked a few oh. years off because in actual fact I'm 59. So, you know, I have the, the upper right. mu- muscle strength of the 53-year-old. Yes. Yes. From the waist down. I'm 75. No. Yes. Are you serious? 75 (gasps) years old. And what happens if you add them together and divide in two? Have you done that? Do you know what? I'm going to do that some right now. Uh, So we've got 53 and 75. Five and three is eight. 64. 64. I've done very badly. (laughs) I'm five years older. My mean mode and medium age is five years older than I should be. I'm surprised you didn't do that straight away. I'd have done that immediately. Right. Now I want mine done to see if I, how I compare. Well, I think your bottom half is stronger than mine. I really do. But, I, you know, he said that I keep, if I keep coming to class and doing mm. as I'm doing now, I won't recognise myself by the end of the summer. I thought, what do you mean by the end of the summer? That's too late for me. That is too late for me. He knows how to motivate a woman, doesn't he? I need to be he fighting so fit by the beginning of summer. Because otherwise, well, sort of what's now, the point? isn't it? Like in a couple of, a couple of weeks. Well, it's been. We've had it. I mean, we in have, the old days. We? we have. I mean, with global warming, we might get some more. But, I mean, the old days, that sometimes would have been it for the summer. Oh, absolutely. Weekend, Listen, when so. I lived in the northeast, that it, that literally would have been it. That would it. have been a heat that's, wave. That would have been the weekend you used your garden furniture and the rest of the time, that's curtains. You never got your that's feet out. You never got your feet out <laughs> for a sock, did you? When we you had the most there. glorious garden in Hexham. And honestly, I think I could count on, on one hand the number of evenings that we, where we could stay out after about 6.30. Well, I remember going to stay with you in Hexham and you were forever saying, as soon as there was, we'd be writing together. Mm. And these dull, grey clouds <laughs> scudding across the sky. And, and you'd be forever looking out of the window, looking for a glimmer of sun. If there was a glimmer of sun, right, mm. and it was like sort of March, April, you'd go, oh, we could have lunch in the garden. <laughs> And I would think, you absolute <laughs> maniac. Well, because there wouldn't be any sense of urgency for you because you live down south. Absolutely you in, not. If you live in the northeast, it's just a tiny chink of sunshine. You have to be out in it doing things. Do you remember things. also you bought that terrible swimming pool? Oh, I know. I know. And when you were going it was through a really your cheap swimming, swimming pool, wasn't it? It was phase. an above-ground thing, sort of structure, really. That, it was that like, was... you know those gas tanks that you see in sort of bat- around Battersea <laughs> and all that? It was yes, like this big round was, structure that you had to climb a ladder to get yeah, into you it. Yeah, you did, you did. I, I used to get worried that I wouldn't be able to get out, that the ladder would disappear and I'd stay in there for the whole day. And then you dumped yourself in and you yeah. swam around yeah, in yeah, circles. Yeah. Oh my God, it was it really was cold. cold. Honestly, it, was it really awful. was. It was, it was cold yet time, that was. It was very sort of white trash as well, wasn't it? But I loved it, actually. I did love it. You have a Ish. tiny bit of white trash. For a posh girl who lives in a sort of an Oxford kind of idyll, 
you still have a teeny bit of trash I do. in you. I do. Well, I do. And you Which know I think what? is what, why I still like you. Is I it? think if it wasn't is for it? the trash. Oh. You, yeah, you do, do you mean need... I st- you still like me? So that sounds as if it's going to be in question. Yes, friend. you're right. And do you know what I found myself looking at recently? Mm. Caravans. Oh, yeah, you see that's Thinking, the trash coming out. You know, because we used to go on holiday to reel in a caravan. We see, we used to go to, on holiday in a caravan, but we used to go to Lake Como. Because weirdly, <laughs> I'm, I'm the other way around from you. I'm you sort are, of total trash, but I have this streak of posh in me. Well, I think you have more than a streak no, of posh no, in you. No, it's not that much. Yes, and I'm do. kind of, I, I'm, I'm making sure that I, I get rid of it. Um, but no, we have the smallest caravan in the world. But aren't caravans lovely, do you? I mean, I, that feeling, do you, I don't know whether it was the same for you, but even when it was raining, oh, you, know, it, you it heard rain it. in Lake Como. Oh, no, I suppose it wouldn't. Well, it did in bloody real, I can tell you. But just that feeling, it was like a big sort of Wendy house on wheels, wasn't it? Cosy, cosy. Tiny little dainty little saucepans and cupboards and little things that folded out. And I'd quite like one. And there's you, what you like as well is, the, you know, the dining room table. I say dining room table. <laughs> like there was another one, like there was a kitchen table and an occasional table and a nest of tables in the caravan. There was one table and then you swivel it round at night time yes. and make it into that's a bed. That's right, that's right. And then me and my sister slept on a shelf. But Did you? Yeah. Above me, the cab? Above, you know, do you have to go up on a little ladder? I can't remember. I, I think you I, did. I think my dad just threw us up. <laughs> he was a bit like that. You know, he was a bit army. Okay, one, two, three, up you go. And um, no, they bought, God, I remember this. It was called a Sprite 400. Now you can Google it. Yeah, you can Sprite 400. And it is officially the smallest caravan in the world because it's made for Sprites. It actually <laughs> is elf size. Do you know... I think part of it is that this is, I'm not I'm not proud of this. It part of it is that I thought well maybe I could park it in the garden and have a little a little den of my own slash caravan. Oh, Judith! For the winter, you see. Oh yes, you've got a very, you've got a clever thing think, going on. Do you think? Yes. Now we have to think whether you want to go sort of modern rather vulgar. But all mod cons. Yeah, indeed. Well, this is a big decision. And well, I don't, whether you I, want to I, go I, a little bit retro. retro. Yeah, you see, I think very interesting, looking at the stuff, and I have been looking at it online, <laughs> is the retro stuff is kind of acceptable. You know, it's like the middle class acceptable yeah. thing of Put a caravan. Put some gingham curtains yeah, Oh, yes, all that. that fire pit, pits and all water, log burners and all that stuff. I don't think you have a log burner inside a caravan. And you can, I found out. Oh, okay, yes, you okay. can, you can, you can. You so can. You're going to have to put a chimney in it, otherwise you're going to die. Oh, I haven't thought about that. But anyway, you can do them anyway. But yes, but you see, I think that the trouble is, well, first of all, the, the, the retro ones are about a squillion times more expensive than oh, the ones with so all... they're so cute. They are so cute. But they're, so, but, they're, but they're probably deeply impractical. But the ones with all mod cons, I mean, they're probably amazing. But you know what I thought I could do? I thought I could put it in the garden. I thought I could put it in the garden. That could be my summer house, my den. And I could park it in front of the summer house, couldn't I? What do you mean park it in front of of Mike's? (laughs) To block his view? Judith, there's absolutely no reason for you to do that, apart from sheer spite. Well, but... Why did why why can't I just park it further into the garden well, away from his? Too, but it's just that his where he's got his summer house is all sunny. <laughs> why don't you just demolish his summer house? Why don't you just put a great big <laughs> stick of dynamite underneath it? It might be easier, might too. Yeah, I mean, might honestly, Judith, the, yeah. the absolute it's worrying, venom. isn't it? It is worrying. It is worrying. See? I was thinking that the caravan might be a rather nice. Don't you think? I'd need a dog because obviously I'd need to go on holiday in my caravan with a dog. Mm. Maybe we should have a dog share. 
Oh, well, we'd fall out, wouldn't we? Yes, yeah, so much. We'd fall out. We'd fall out. You do, I'd, I'd attribute all its bad behaviour to, to its time with you. I you would did the leave same. all the training to you. Uh, <laughs> just go, It'd be I'd that you, bad, would it? I'd tell you what kind of share we'd have. I'd say yeah. you can have it for the first six months. Once it <laughs> knows what it's doing and it's completely and toilet it's trained. And the house a lot. Yeah, once it's soiled all your carpets... <laughs> Then, then you'd want it. And chewed all your shoes. Uh, and and then I'll have it then. I think we've come adrift on our choice of breed as well. Because when you go, you see, you you know when I say you've got this uh, this tiny streak of common that runs through you? Yes. It doesn't, it, that doesn't go to dogs. You are quite traditional when it comes to your dog. That's very true. You've never had a common dog. I have. I had a, I had a poodle when I was little. I don't... Well, they're tiny bits. Mm-hmm. My no, grandmother they are a bit was a crap, poodle. They? No, I love a poodle. Yeah, well, yes, I know. But it, it's a bit naff, isn't it? A poodle. Poodles are a bit naff. Come I, on, they how are. How old were you when you got a poodle? Oh, I think I was about 12. I nagged my parents for it. Oh, no, and that's It was called charming. Mitzi. And it was yes, called my, Mitzi. My grandmother's poodles were all called Mitzi. Were they? Were they really? With yes. They have got rather bad breath, though, and they and they get well, that horrible... Well, so have I. <laughs> so we can just breathe into each other's faces and slobber all over each other. But yes, you're right. I probably have got the sort of county streak. Insofar as I do have a county streak, it probably does manifest itself in, in potential choice of dogs. Yes, yes. You yes. go down your Labrador yes, route. And, yes. And, yes, and, and you, you have a gilet, you see. I have a what? You have a gilet. You have oh, a yes, I do. I have several. Sleeveless. I have several gilets. I and I'd go, and I'd go the whistle the whistle route as well. What do you mean? Well, you know, you'd, you'd train it, wouldn't you, to do two whistles and come back on the. Oh, for God's sake, Jenny, you you've got a lot to learn. I can't I even think, whistle. No, you whistle get a whistle me. on a string to do it. Oh, I think you, know, not, you sound like a part-time dog owner potentially to me. I don't want a dog that obeys a whistle. <laughs> oh my! Well, you wait till you take it to Camberwell Park and it fucking well doesn't come back. <laughs> you bloody wait until you're there saying. Whatever you call it, what, Betty. Camberwell Green, you can't take dogs to Camberwell well, Green. Okay. Um, Why doesn't somebody lend you a dog? Now, that would be interesting. There is a group you can join, which yeah. is where you walk dogs for elderly neighbours and you sort of join a community group which helps people out. You know, say maybe they've yeah. broken a leg or whatever yeah. and they need Towser taking around the park. Right. I'd only take attractive dogs out, though. I'd have to go around and ring the bell and go, may I have a look at your <laughs> yes, dog first? Yes, I'm not sure about this Because one. I don't do Alsatians. No, no, no. And no. there's quite a lot... You, you know, there's also strange faces. I'm not doing those either. I'm not... Sh- I'm, it's very, very difficult, isn't it? Because I did the quiz... Remind me if I've said this before. I did no, the online haven't. quiz. That's... It's a clever idea, isn't it? So you, so this is a multiple choice quiz. Yes. To, to, yeah. Well, I obviously need to do this. And you tick boxes as to sort of, you know, how much exercise you yes. can do a day, how much yeah. grooming you're prepared to do, how long the dog might be left alone, how what large kind... the turds are that you want, etc. The turd question isn't in there. Well, that think... should be the question number one. Question number one. How many turds do they do, and how big are they? And how, and are they wet or dry? Well, I think that depends on what they're eating. But I think I think we should rein ourselves in here on the turd conversation. I want pellet. We should, we, but you know what? We need to stop talking about it and do it. Because the girl said to me on Saturday, they said, Mum, will you stop talking about getting a dog? Either you're doing it or you're not. Oh, she I took know. it off the pot. I know. Was that exactly, kind of thing? Certainly. So I think we have I to stop t- talking about it. I saw a couple of Bedlington it. Terriers, though, Judy. Oh, no, I like the sound of them. Now, have you seen them? No. Well, da- we'll get Daisy to. Daisy okay. producer's here, and she's going to pull up a picture of a Bedlington yes. Terrier. And I just want to see your reaction. I want to oh, see whether okay. you go, ooh, or ooh. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay, right. Oh, I like. 
I like Bedlington Terrier. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know those old-fashioned antique little dogs that had the wheel, wheels no, and the pushing-on things? that's a different one. Uh, I know exactly. That's an Airedale, and Jeff's interested in Airedales. Oh, I like both of those. Very okay, nice. So, uh, we're, we're still we're narrowing down our selection Can I be of its dogs? godmother? Can I be its godmother and have it come to the country occasionally for holidays? I like this I idea. could do that, couldn't I? I yes. like that idea. Um, now, look, I want to talk about my summer wardrobe. Oh. Because. Well, I've seen that What dress do you before. think? What do you think of my dress? I've seen it before. You have not. Oh, my God. You have oh not. Oh, my goodness. I think I know what you might have done. Yes. Judith has made. Have you I made have. this? I have. I've made it. I've made it. Oh, Judith. What do you think? Oh, my what goodness. What do you think? Oh, I. Do you know I'm what? I'm so am proud genuinely. of myself. Genuinely. Oh, we have to take a full length photo. We what do, do you think? Judith. Where where did you get the pattern from? Oh well, it's a very easy pattern. I haven't made anything in about forty years. Okay, yes. this is and... this is the ultimate show and tell. But, but but what's great is that you didn't. When I walked in, you didn't say, "Oh, that looks homemade." Made. Yeah, exactly. No, you, I didn't. Did, you didn't, did you? No, because it, you'd wear quite a lot of shift dresses. So I did presume that I might have seen it before because yeah. that is your one of yes. your styles. And then I have got a bit of a sort of polka dot habit, and well, and I've probably got with... things you know in that fabric, but. I... This is a navy and white, navy background, white polka dot. But the, you can go so wrong with a polka dot because this has got panels in and you've matched up your no, polkas. They have, no, but look, oh. it's, it's quite nicely fitted, isn't it? Don't you think? It sort of fits me all right. You've got bust darts. I know, i got bust darts and these funny little darts here. I had a lot of trouble with the zip. I, I didn't finish it until about 12 o'clock last night and I had to get a neighbour to help me with the zip. But, you know, I am quite sort of heartened. When... I think all in all... It probably took me about four hours. Oh, Judith, that's less than going into town and right, trying things it? on. It's all right, isn't it? Yes, what do you know? It is. And so, so I now I've seen some material. I'm going to make myself a grey one. And um, I feel I'm on a bit of a roll. Well, I think that you can... You know, my friend Vanessa who helped me bring Phoebe up and is one of the most remarkable women in the world. She got into this and she, she? the next thing she did was she got a dummy, uh, and a tailor's dummy, and had that fitted to exactly her proportions. Great idea. And I think that that might, might be, be your way next, forward. Yes. So when you get the caravan... Yes. Oh, it, I does, do, it could be, it could be it, my sewing HQ, couldn't it? It does need to be big enough to be able sewing. to take you, does, the dog, and the tailor's dummy. Yeah. God, I could have some happy hours in that caravan. You just lock would that you... door and you never come out. No. Would you come and stay? Well, if there was a little bunk, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. We've got we've got our future panned out. We really have. <laughs> Judith, I'm going to give you a gold star Thank for that. You. Really a gold am. star? Yeah, I've never given you a I gold star before. I think I a gold star. I've known you for ten years. I've <laughs> never had a gold star from me before, but this is gold star territory. Well oh, done. Chuffed. And, Judith, do you know what? We've got a guest coming in. It's a full show. Uh, we've got the... Oh, I don't know how to explain and describe Jade Adams because she is like no one else. She's a comedian, she's a singer, she's a dancer, she is all things and she is mighty. I think a force of nature is how people describe people like that. More than that. Yeah. A force of nature, plus, plus, plus. Another gold star for you. <laughs> now, steady on. There's too many gold stars all of a sudden. You're going to devalue them. They mean nothing. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, we have this is our theme tune, Jane. Oh, I love a little theme tune. You can do what you like to. You can move, you can groove, you can click your fingers, tap your feet. Oh, she's good at clicking her fingers. Look oh, at that. They make you pop a noise click. and everything. Women on a podcast, women on a podcast. Hey, do you know what? Wow. We might employ her. Um, wow. Jade Adams has uh, swanned into the podcast studio, as we like to call it. And that's a meaty click of those fingers. A little, I couldn't do that when I was younger. When I used to do freestyle disco dancing, and clicking was a massive part of that, and I couldn't do it. Did you fake it though? Did you sort of just you just rub them together. Yeah, now stand next to the girl who could and just pretended you, her click was your click. Uh, Jade Adams, how do you describe yourself? Because I don't think you're just a straightforward stand-up. No, I'm not a straightforward stand-up. Although I, I am a stand-up, but I'm also an actress. I was a dancer. I sing. I can beatbox, rap. I'm also really good at graphic design. Um, I am a bit of a Renaissance woman. Do you want a gold star like I've just given to Judith? I would love one, but I'm not wearing anything I've made today. No, but, uh, but you're rather multi-talented, aren't you? I yeah. think that's two two gold stars. Okay, what, what's your top talents then? What do you what do you you know? What are the things that you know you can bring out of the bag and knock people sideways with? I think the I am doing the two things that I'm best at. There would have been a three. It would have been comedy, making yeah. people laugh, yeah. um, singing and dance. But dance disappeared three years ago because I damaged my left knee doing a scissor kick to PJ and Duncan's Let's Get Ready to Rumble. God damn PJ and Duncan. Well, and listen, I think you should be able to sue Anton Deck because they, of course, are PJ and Duncan in their <laughs> darker years. I'm, I, I haven't yet um, because I am from a, I'm from a world in which lots of people sue lots of people for very minor things. And so I've always sort of... Why are you from that world? Well, that this you know it's a uh, it's the it's the world outside of london isn't it you know people that you know like have you you know those adverts have you had an accident it isn't your fault i mean that, that would essentially have been the people i grew up with that had been phoning up going yeah i tripped over <laughs> accidentally on purpose <laughs> okay so you're going to let them off the so bad is it your crucial ligament it's my arte- anterior crucial ligament so it's a tiny little ligament you have in the back of your knee but it doesn't grow back i've had an operation to replace it yes. but i lost a lot of confidence with moving because it was the single greatest pain I've ever been and I haven't had a baby but this was like having a baby out of my knee I yeah. I it was it's it was they don't come out of knees. they don't the come way, out of knees I though I don't there'll be somewhere in the world where a child has been born from a knee <laughs> there will be eventually yeah, for in America someone will have been born from a knee but I just lost confidence so I'm not as good a dancer as I used to be like yeah, I, I bet you can still move it a bit though oh I definitely can I've it never leaves you it's like riding a bike but I, uh, which I didn't do until I was 15 I'll be honest um but I dance I I'm I can do I I can move and I can impress people because I'm big. It's sort of it's quite impressive how I do move. Yeah, where, where do you dance in the kitchen? Do you dance at home? I used to dance uh, competitively. So every every Sunday for 13 years, I used to competitively dance. What was your thing? What was your speciality? <laughs> Having an asthma attack to get out of it. <laughs> well done that. <laughs> Um, but did you do ballroom? No, it's called freestyle disco dancing. Okay, it's like gymnastics. It's like it's like it's like gymnastics, techno, and 
um, jazz all came together in one group. Uh, like it's it's not a big world until you're in it, and then you realize. Uh, uh, you know, like how Baz Luhrmann brought ballroom dancing yeah. to the mainstream. I want to do it with disco dancing because there has been a Channel Four documentary about it called Strictly Baby Disco, and there was like a a, a woman with her um with her child she and the child's like eight. There, it's like that. It was like that, but yeah. really pushy. My mum was never pushy. She didn't let me quit though. I was never allowed to quit because she wanted to teach me all about failure and how um, how I can triumph through it. So I was never allowed to quit. She was like, you never stick at anything, so you're going to stick at this. So for 13 years, she forced me to do it. And my sister did it. She was really good at it. You lost so, your sister, didn't you? I did, yeah, today, actually. Um, oh, eight God. years today. I'm so sorry. That's a miserable uh, thing to have to remember. It's not It's not really. It's, uh, it, it is, but it's it's like also, it's quite it's like nice now. It's eight years, so yeah. you, you sort of get used to the loss you part. Together. Yes, we Were did. You better than her. No, she, she was better than, better than me, which is why she turned out to be useless because <laughs> she was she did something that she was good at for fourteen years. Yeah. Whereas I did something I was rubbish at for fourteen years. And even if she was alive, I'd still been more successful than her. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> um, people always say to me, they're like, she would have been. They always say, I said this to someone the other day. They always say to me, oh, she would have been really proud. And I'm like, no, she wouldn't. Oh, she'd be furious. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, she'd have been thrilled about your knee. <laughs> she'd yes. be pumping her hands with glee. <laughs> um, so the, the singing, though, was... Because I saw you first. I thought... I In my imagination, I think you arrived pretty fully fledged onto the comedy circuit. I think that um, over the last five years, women in comedy got bored of the restrictions of comedy. Yeah. And just thought, I want to be in this business, but I don't want to do it in that one woman, one microphone, blah, blah, blah gag. Yeah. I want to be a lot more experimental than that. And I think that that's where women, women's performance in comedy has become so much more interesting. And there's this huge raft of women saying and doing interesting things that just hadn't been around for a long time. Um, and I will put you on that raft. Thank you. I'd like to be on that raft. Oh, well, that's a pleasure. Uh, you can have it momentarily. Uh, so I saw you a couple of years ago with a show where you combined... Tell us about that show. It was one of your early... Because every year you go up to Edinburgh and you sort of prove your point, it seems. Yes, as in prove my... Well, prove your mettle and also sort of push your barriers and push um, the audience's barriers to what women in comedy can do. Yeah, well, I I suppose I'm not actually fully aware that I'm doing that. I only sort of go up and do what I can do. And that's, I you know, like use all of the things that I can do and then try and impress people with it. Um, I... I went out my first show was about my sister and I sort of combined all the stuff that I do into one show I had uh, my my the influence from the drag queens are in there so I lip synced my own mother at the at the top of the show and then it sort of uh, launched me into a story of my life always being the uh, the least talented member of my family and all of the all you know all the I'm a I'm a walking talking Britain's Got Talent contestant I'll be honest with you um, <laughs> well you started on the fish counter in Asda exa- as, as I remember see that's a huge tick if you're on Britain's Got Talent isn't it <laughs> yeah. You straight in the final. <laughs> I would have been in there like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a story. It was 55 minutes of me talking. There were some like set pieces in there. I sort of took people through what it was like to, for me to imagine how I lost my virginity. And then I showed them how I actually lost my virginity. How did you lose your virginity? Because I didn't see this uh, I lost my virginity very quickly with a lad at school who was 15 who then denied it for and still does. <laughs> and I named and shamed him in the show. And well, I'm surprised you weren't sort of named and shamed yourself because isn't that slightly legal? What, at 15? Yeah. Well, we were, both, fi- oh, we were both 15. 15. It's not illegal then, is it? I was I was fifteen and he was twenty-two. Ooh, 
which is a bit illegal. I know, I know there's name nothing, but I've never dobbed him in it because I, I was more than willing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've Move with, on before with, that yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. Uh, carries on. Um, yeah, so I sort of combine all the stuff that I do. I use everything I've ever I'm uh, ever picked up, any any little talents I've picked up. I sort of shove it into a show, and I I always have like an over uh, a, a sort of thing I want to talk about, and I think that. The the first show was very much a personal story that mm. a lot of people have related to, which is about sibling loss yeah. and me uh, figuring out who I was because I lost her, because I couldn't when she was alive because she was very much in my way. <laughs> so I had the uncomfortableness yeah. of, of this. There's a slight undertone that you might have killed her. I, yeah, I sometimes tell people I did, but oh, I didn't. No, she died of a brain tumour. But I, she, you know, when I, a lot of siblings will relate to this, when you have a sick sister or brother, they tend to take up your parents' time a lot. And it, they have to. It's just, you know, it's an awful thing to go through. But when you're the other sibling, uh, it's... It is hard, and so I also had like I I love and I miss my sister terribly, but I also found myself because I lost her because I had to because this the thing that had always meant that I wasn't very confident because I always had this person that I you know I idolized. How so? How old were you when she died? It was in two thousand and eleven, and that was eight years ago, and I'm thirty four, so I was twenty five, twenty six oh, when she died. How old was she? She was. 27 28 oh, maybe goodness, yeah 28 she was yeah mm. um uh just off of that rock star age of dying um she wasn't 27 she did it she'd done that yes 28 she, she lived her 27th year she was like no i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna stay not for gonna be longer. the cliche no she did she didn't want to be a cliche she actually wasn't a cliche at all she it's been since she's died that i've realized quite how different she is to everyone i i know now like my sister's reactions to things were I was reading I have access to her Facebook account because Facebook turn um, past loved ones into a they do a memorial page and I didn't want that to happen because it means you don't have full access and I want to read her messages and how she spoke to people and I and I was reading her messages and, and I never really sort of and this was yesterday I never really sort of acknowledged how kind she was because I always take the mick out of her all the time and you know I, I sort of laugh like my sister discovered she had cancer she started smoking more cigarettes and, and like she, she wasn't your your archetypal like cancer survivor she was someone who had it and it sort of became her personality and I really resented her for it because I wanted her to like fight it I wanted her to do uh, there's a friend of mine called Chris Hallinger who runs Copperfield um, which is a charity that for encourages young testicular cancer isn't it no breast cancer oh, for sorry. young women because oh, yes, she it. discovered she had breast cancer at 21 and she's still alive nine years later and they like gave her like a ridiculous amount of time to live and she's still alive now and she's like like got the fastest growing charity in the country so like she hates this and if she listens to this I'm so sorry Chris but she's massively inspiring mm. um, but she hates that word but my sister never achieved anything near that and I it, it, like I'm in a world where if someone gets sick or some traumatic thing happens to someone we like it turns into like a big thing and ever like if I got cancer Guys, I'd make a show of it. I'd at least take it up to Edinburgh. It'd be a show. I'd be raising money. I'd shave me out. I'd be painting myself. Like I like paint my head all different colors. Like I'd I'd go for it. But my sister wasn't like that. And I think what I love is that actually most of the country aren't like that. There's a lot of people across the UK that get cancer and they die. And they their mark that they leave is very small in comparison to the marks that we're aware of in our industry. And that they're that's like I I've been going into a hospital recently because my boyfriend grandmother is not very well mm. and like there are all these women around who are not very well and I sort of just 
was walking around like Patch Adams, making them laugh. I told them I was in an advert, and they knew they know the advert. And you weren't wearing clown shoes. No, I, I wasn't. I was in red, yellow, and blue, so I did look a bit like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. clown. And you have got dyed ginger hair at the moment. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you've gone a bit full patch. Um, <laughs> the women in the hospital recognised you, recognised you from your, your advert, where you managed to do something quite extraordinary, which was be funny in an advert for bingo. Yeah. Um, it's one awards that advert has yeah, it? and I'm yeah. not surprised because did you push to do what you did in the end of that they actually came to see the show that you saw so yeah. they saw that second show and saw that I rap and I beatbox and then from that show I got this huge contract with this bingo company and uh, they yeah and I th- that was basically how it happened they saw me doing it in Edinburgh and I got this I, and I'm now the face of, uh, of, of of bingo in the UK <laughs> it's I've what? just done another advert as well it's about to come out it's really good as well we think it's going to be brilliant but they're they're really like the I'm really surprised because most adverts only allow you to use a kind of eighth of your personality you know, they just don't want to frighten the horses. And to do something where it is so you, uh, the swimming, I'm thinking about one in a swimming pool. Forgive me for not remembering every single minute detail, but I might have switched it off out of jealousy. Um, <laughs> but I just there. thought, oh, here is an advert where I felt that they'd listen to you. And mm, allowed you had. to be. How yeah. fantastic is that? Yeah, they came up with the they came up with the concept after they saw my show, and they basically co- constructed something. And they got a the director of it was um, Jack Clough of uh, who does People Just Do Nothing. He directs yeah. that, and so they they had a comedy director do it, and then they sort of had a they wanted to have a comedian in it. They'd seen me do the rapping, and I think all of this stuff just fell into place. And it's the 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 ad agency that run it are like really cool and like fresh and modern, yeah. and they're doing really well. And I actually got a phone call from a friend of mine who's not in the industry and he was like why are you on he took took a photo he was in a lecture hall he was at a lecture for the use of comedians in like this is this is why using comedians in adverts is a good idea I do (laughs) Vagisan oh do you yes is I that... do the itchy front bottom cream. <laughs> yes. I'm proud yeah. to be the face of Yes, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that as well. It's, it's, I... I got quite a lot of stick. Did you get, I mean, different kind of stick? I mean, bingo apart, because some people, is it gambling, is it not gambling, blah, blah, blah. Uh, did, in, in the old days, uh, when comedians did adverts, I'm talking about back in the 80s, it was so frowned upon. It was really thought of selling out. Did you have any second thoughts? Did you have any doubt? Did you get any stick? I've had a little bit of, uh, just not much. I mean, people don't really come at, well, I say that, and we'll have another discussion about something else in a minute. Oh, yes, oh, I yeah, want to yeah. get to that later. So I don't normally get a stick online. I think there must be a feeling that, uh, I, I don't know why it is, but I thought I would get a lot more than I did for it. But actually people, I think because the advert's good and it's funny and all of that and stuff. And it's all, you know, there's an authenticity yeah. about it. So I think that's what that's important, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that the, 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 the amount it's on television seems to annoy people the most, but I haven't had like a huge amount of stick for it I've had a tiny bit of it and the thing is is before I make any decisions I sort of had to make sure that I knew like I can't sleep at night if I do something and it's just there for gain and it's and I can't think of like the money was so great and I've spent you know 15 years being a waitress until three years ago when well, I well that money gives you the opportunity to write and do the things you really want to do those are going to be the things that make the big difference exactly and also it platforms me in a world that I definitely want to be in it gives me like as lots of people you know say about the newspaper they've got lots of thoughts about it but it is the most read newspaper in the country and if i can encourage like you know a 
a bloke from Wigan who reads it, you know, on his way to work, to come and watch a show and see me wamble on about how much I love gays. Like, you know, I, I might that, that, that tiny that platform. I might, I might. It, it might do something. A it might not. A form of persuasion, yeah. you can call it. Yes. Uh, talking about getting stick in other air arenas, though, I do. I did notice on Twitter <laughs> that you were having to do a sort of little bit of defending yourself, and I'd like you to tell us about this. It doesn't seem like a huge Twitter storm, but it has been a bit of a Twitter storm. I mean, you have had death threats. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that big a deal, but, you know. I, I've had a... I, not that big. I had a little death threat. Yeah, just yeah. a little casual one. I don't think it was a real one, but... Wasn't it, she about, probably about 15? Yeah, I've, basically, I've really upset teenagers. <laughs> have you? I'm yeah. intrigued to know how. What happened was... Uh, Perry Edwards from Little Mix yes. posted a very important statement about her mental health and anxiety, which obviously a girl like that with a platform like she has, it's very important yep. to be saying stuff like that. Mm. All power to her mm. for being brave enough mm. to talk to be about honest. it. Yep. My issue and something I, I sort of joked about was I didn't know why that message had to come alongside an image that is of with impossible beauty standards. Like she looks incredible in the photo. She posted this photo and she hasn't got her body out or anything like that. She's just pouting into a camera and she looks incredible. And I thought, well, there, this, this is a situation in which those two things, I think, are cancelling each other out because maybe some of the reasons why her followers might suffer with anxiety and some of the messages I've got from people. There was a lovely girl I spoke to who was like, I don't necessarily agree with everything you said, but I understand that this is an issue. And like it was for a 15 year old girl that suffers with her own mental health issues. Mm. It was a really sweet message she got. And I said, I just congratulated her on being a kind, considerate person that did this. That's all I, you can do in those situations. But I sort of congratulated her and I said, take some time off of social media during the day. It might help your head a bit. And she was like, that's a really mm. good idea. So yeah, maybe, it is a good idea. Yeah, but you got a bit of a pounding from some of the little mix. Mixed little fans. mix and a mother, a mother of a daughter in little mix, and she oh, today she oh, called me a big deadly. fat pig. Uh, she t said to me, she called me an orangutan. Oh my goodness! She said me. that monkey because I posted a photograph of me yesterday um, doing a selfie, and it said I'm thinking about climate change. I'm, it's obviously a joke. Yeah, and then you put uh, what lipstick you were wearing. Yeah, I put <laughs> lipstick in the shirt Which I was is wearing. A very, the very pertinent, very good satirical comment on what a lot of Instagrammers are doing. You know, exactly. I am so serious about this issue, that issue. By the way, this dress is from a, Monkey. Yeah, yeah. And then she was writing to Monkey, going, "Monkey, you shouldn't allow her to buy her clothes." I mean, they didn't give me the shirt. I went and got it in the shop. Like, you can't mm. stop me. Anyway, so I upset some people, and I get why I was upset. And some of them don't understand the satire or the, or, or don't understand where I was coming from with the sarcasm. And actually, they thought that I was, I was taking a stand against mental health issues which I wasn't at all but I have got an issue with pop stars using their uh, platform irresponsibly because Little Mix fans reaction to me has been insane like the way that they behave. So one girl sent me a photo and a message saying, um, if you say anything about Perry again, I'll come and get you, bitch. And in a photograph of Perry holding a gun pointed at the camera. So I called the police, which is the funniest conversation I've ever had. I was in Wales and I phoned up this guy and he went, and he went, all right, love, what's going on then? And I, I was like, oh, I've, I've had a death threat on the internet. He was like, oh God, is it Instagram again? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, look, I can't do much about it, 
but we can log a complaint and I can get in touch with Instagram and then we'll get their account blocked. And I was like, great. I was like, that's fine. He was like, I, I'm sorry, I can't do much. And I was like, well, if I get shot in the face, at least I let someone know. And he was like, exactly, love. <laughs> <laughs> and may I congratulate you. I think I'm going to issue my second gold star of the day because that Welsh accent, Jade, was mightily impressive. <laughs> it was top of the range, that was. The other um, thing I want to talk about is the the new show that you've got uh and also i mean you got yourself into trouble over the little mixed thing but the black polar neck thing is making me laugh i every year i upset um a group of fans uh i upset beyonce's fans last year and this year it's little mix and i will also perhaps upset kylie jenner's fans this year i'm writing a show called the ballad of kylie jenner's old face okay now kylie jenner which one is she the youngest one so she's isn't she the youngest million multi-millionaire in the world billionaire she is a self-made billionaire i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you a brief story but um uh, robert kardashian was the lawyer for oj they had this family um this woman just couldn't stop giving birth to girls um and she had like four girls and she's had a boy who you never hear about and then she's had these two young girls he's not very Instagrammable is he the boy no he's fat they would never put him on Um, but I think he's the most inspiring one of all of them actually Um, but she's put these girls and and this mother I think the the major issue with these girls the girls are love the girls are sweet enough like hating on a Kardashian for about feminism is like kicking a puppy when you don't like werewolves the Mm. major issue with with this lot is, is the mother she's this like megalomaniacal woman who's convinced her daughters to have surgery to um, adhere to a certain sort of beauty standard in America and do you know what the woman's made millions she takes 10% of all of her daughter's earnings like one of her daughter runs Good American which is this uh, plus size clothing range that's doing really well one of her daughters is Kim Kardashian we all know about her mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner's her youngest who has just been named a self-made billionaire but just to let you know she was named a billionaire before she was a billionaire she was about to get to it do you know what happened her fans started get, giving her money oh, to it was make like her crowdfunding no. she was crowd I'd like a crowd. Do you think I could pay off my mortgage with a crowd fund? I think so. Because I agree, it's, it's worth about, a go. It's, I've got about two hundred and fifty grand left on it, and it's like a thorn in my side. What could you give them in return? Could you I give them a little brick or I've something? I've just dribbled badly because it you upsets me so much. <laughs> so to finish off uh, our chat today, we would just a little, want a little bit more about this new show yes. and what you're hoping to achieve with it, and where it's going to go, and what it's going to win. Is it going to win Edinburgh? It's going to win the whole of Edinburgh. Good. Yes, I am. I'm doing a show. The serious black jumper is me taking the mick out of how celebrities uh, will. As soon as they take up an issue. As soon as they take up an issue, they stick on a serious black jumper and everyone starts looking at them and listening to them. Yeah. And they make their earrings very small. Yeah. It's very discreet. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's like they, they get out a single strand Pearls. of pearl earrings yeah. and they're too, just two little tiny or a very discreet diamond. I mean, God love Emma Thompson. I don't know whether I'll allow this in, but when she came to do the um, extinction thing, I ju- and she came on a plane. That's fine. She can't get away from LA any other way. But when I saw what she was wearing... Was I it a turtleneck? No. She was on the extinction thing, so of course she was wearing dungarees and a really scruffy old black T-shirt that was so washed out. And I thought, God bless you, Emma Thompson. You've gone to your wardrobe and you've thought, what's my costume for this? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Quite right. 
And I'm, I love it. I love the absurdity that there is a costume to do good. Yes. I was in a shop the other day, and I think this is going to be the opening of my show, but I was in the shop, a shop the other day during the climate change protests, right? But I was in a shop beforehand, and I was stood with a woman... And she went to uh, the woman behind the counter and she went, are you protesting? And I went, what is it about this outfit that makes you think I'm protesting? (laughs) And it was because I was wearing a black turtleneck and I was like, oh, you think I'm doing good? Yeah. You think because of this, I'm either going to be an intellectual um, British killer in a movie or I'm going to be a person who stands up on a podium and talks about climate change or... um, uh, you know, help the elephants or whatever the the cause is, and I'm just I, so basically I'm taking a I'm taking a change in my career this year. I've gone from the drag queens and the sequins and the big hair. I'll be honest with you, I'm not the only one in the industry doing that anymore. So I'm moving away from that, and I'm gonna and I've decided that it's all about black turtlenecks in order for me to to start getting people to sort of really listen to my okay. my thoughts. I, I, we wish you the, the biggest <laughs> luck in the world, Brad, this year. All I'm going to say is I don't know which venue you're in, but it might be a bit hot for a black turtleneck. Pleasance too. I'm in at is 9 that the big PM. It's, it's a, a big, yeah, it's a big one. So yeah, that's not so bad. You should be all right. Leave the back doors open, but yeah. don't leave your purse around the side. No, I won't at all. It's the only advice I can give you in show business, really. I'm really sorry about that. That's all I can say. Never leave your purse backstage. Uh, I think you've got a lot more advice to give me about comedy than and, than that, Jenny. Keep it all under my hat, love. Okay, <laughs> it's really lovely to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. My you, pleasure. You may thank take you. your gold star. Oh, thank I think you. she deserves more than one gold star. She can take Absolutely. two gold stars. I'm blown away by you, actually. Yeah. Oh, you're I'm so really, nice. I'm sitting here yeah, and thinking, is. you are amazing. You're I'm so really, nice. really impressed. We, if we get up to Edinburgh this year, we will be there on the front row. Please come. Absolutely. I'd love so to. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so delightful and Aww. it's so great to spend time with you. Thank you so it's much. Not, it's our pleasure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.